Good evening, you're listening to This Week in High School Sports, episode number three of the 2018 fall year, and sports season is in full swing. Trevor Mater, Kramer Sansone, here with you for the next 45 minutes or so to talk a little bit of everything, some softball, some golf, some soccer, some tennis, some volleyball, and of course, some football. And as I said, I'm joined by Kramer Sansone. Kramer, week three now all the sports are, are kind of in that full stride, and there's a lot of stuff going on. Yes, uh, this should be their fourth week of school as well. I think so. I, think so. Uh, I mean, hey, progress reports came out last week. I'm pretty sure that that three-week span, I know that's what happened back then. But, yeah, the sports realm is all in force with the high school sports right now. And, uh, yes, like you mentioned, softball, golf, football, anything, uh, you name it, is on there. Let's just kind of jump into this uh, past week's sports action. We'll start with, with softball. On Monday, Maryville was victorious over Worth County 12 to nothing. North Nottaway was victorious 10 to 7 over South Holt. On Tuesday, North Nottaway defeated Stewartsville 6 to 2. Platte Valley defeated Northeast Nottaway 10 to nothing. And Savannah defeated Maryville 6 to 4. Albany defeated Worth County 4 to 1. Maryville softball will be in action on Thursday against Benton at Hyde Park and they will be in a tournament on Saturday in Stanbury. In golf action last Thursday, Maryville finished fourth at the St. Joe Invitational. Emily Long shot an 84 and tied for third place. Laurel Wickersham shot a 92 and tied for eighth place. On Tuesday, the found Golf Squad competed also in Cameron. In that one, I was unable to find results for that. And then upcoming events on Wednesday, they will compete in Richmond in a tournament. And then a quad on Thursday with Bishop LeBlond, St. Joe Central, and Lafayette. That'll be at Lake Mazingo. For boys soccer, they will face LeBlond on Thursday. A little bit of tennis action. Actually, there was quite a bit of tennis action this past week as the girls' tennis team picked up a 9-0 sweep over Benton on Friday. A really impressive showing from them. The upcoming tennis schedule looks like this. The girls will travel to Cameron on Wednesday and they'll compete against Lafayette on Thursday in St. Joe, and on Monday they will compete against Trenton in what is senior night. That will be played here at Northwest Missouri State. Look at the cross-country action from this past week. The Rockport girls claimed the team title at the Indian Run in Tarkio on Monday. Ashley Riley of Platte Valley was the champion. Aubrey Watkins led the champion Blue Jays with a fifth-place finish. Her teammate Brianna Maxwell added a tenth-place finish. And on the boys' side, Sydney Iowa captured the team title thanks to a championship run by Noah Jorgensen, who bested the field by 64 seconds. Mountain City's Lane Zembles finished second. North Andrews' Ryan Williams was third. Northwest Nottoway's Preston Bateman was fifth, along with teammate Duke Ingram in sixth. On Tuesday, Maryville girls participated at the Cameron Invitational. They were led by Laura Feuerbacher's runner-up finish. Amy Feuerbacher also cracked the top ten with a tenth-place finish. Upcoming cross-country events, Thursday, Maryville will compete at an Invitational in Platte City. So, Kramer, there's a look at your kind of what's going on with a lot of these sports. And like I said, it is uh, really busy and a lot of action for the Spoof Hounds this past week. It has a lot of action. Hopefully the student-athletes were able to get their uh, schoolwork done. I know as a student-athlete back in high school, I made sure I crammed at the last second. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's also exciting. There's a lot of uh, stuff going on, a lot of things for people can go out and watch. And I wasn't a student athlete, and I had hard enough time uh, keeping up with, <laughs> with the student par- part of, of school. But a lot of things going on. The weather was pretty nice for part of the week. Um, it's it's going to be excellent this week. And this week, it's yeah, it's going to be a really nice week all around. I didn't mention the interviews we have lined up here for today. We're going to kind of mix it up a little bit. We're going to talk some volleyball with Maryville High School volleyball coach Marissa Felt here in just a few minutes. 
Also, talk some 275 football with Mound City head coach Taylor Standerford, and we'll go to the Grand River Conference and talk to the head football coach at Pattonsburg, Chase Roberts. Let's take a real quick look at the volleyball action from this past week. Maryville defeated Bishop LeBlond in two sets on Thursday, courtesy of nine kills by Serena Sundell. Morgan Steckline had 11 digs. Kelsey Scott had seven aces. On Thursday, East Atchison defeated Mound City in two sets. Rockport defeated West Nottoway in two sets. And South Holt defeated Nottoway Holt in three sets. This past Tuesday, Mound City defeated West Nottoway in two sets. And Maryville dropped to Excelsior Springs in two sets. Morgan Steckline had two kills. Josie Pitts had three assists and one ace. Kelsey Scott had two kills and one block. Serena Sundell added four kills and one block. And Macy Lowe had three assists and five digs. The Spoofhounds are now 5-2 and two on the season. Maryville Volleyball will take on Lafayette on Thursday. And then the Spoofhounds will travel to Kansas City on Tuesday to take on Northland Christian. So another good week of volleyball action for the Spoofhounds, Kramer. And right now we're getting ready to begin conference play. I believe it begins t- tomorrow night by the time the show by the time the show airs on KZLX. It will have already happened. But against Lafayette this Thursday is when conference play will begin. And right now they're playing pretty well. Yeah, they are playing pretty well in a Midland Empire Conference that is actually very decently good all teams around uh, with the uh, volleyball so it'd be nice as they are five and two on the season the spoof hounds as they go into lafayette well no they actually are they in um, st joe or they lafayette i believe coming? it's i believe it's at home, at I believe. home i'd have so, to double check the schedule but i believe it's at home so it's good make sure you get the home win um uh, always at first when it, uh, the when conference plays does start so you get a little advantage over teams uh start right off the bat as I mentioned, we were joined this week by Maryville High School volleyball coach Marissa Felt for the first time this season. Second-year coach, and her Spoofhounds are off to a pretty solid start, and they have high expectations this season with a young team. So let's hear that interview with Maryville High School volleyball coach Marissa Felt on This Week in High School Sports. You're listening to This Week in High School Sports on X106 time for a coach's corner. This one, we're going to talk a little bit of volleyball. Head volleyball coach at Maryville High School, Marissa Felt. Coach, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? I am doing great. Just kind of talk about talk about this team. Uh, what have you learned about this team so far, and what have you liked from them? Um, we're a super young team. Um, I have four sophomores that play um, pretty much the whole time, so we're really young. But um, I've learned that leadership has been pretty strong within our team. We have two seniors, um, and they both play as well. And the leadership between them and then as well as the young ones. It's just it's awesome to see them all coming together with the leadership role. Talk about those seniors. Who, who have been the seniors that have stepped up and kind of helped the, the young team you guys have? Um, yeah, Vanessa Klotz. She's one of my seniors. She's an outside hitter, great leader, um, great personality. Um, she's just someone that needs to be out on the court when um, when we need her to be a leader. And then Caroline um, Morley, she's also a senior. Um, she has a super positive attitude. She's not one that will play the whole game, and there's times when I need her to just be a team member on the bench and just talk talk with everyone and help her team out, and she takes that role like a champ. You mentioned four sophomores, uh, a young team. Who are some of those pieces that have really kind of shined here early on and we can expect to hear from in the next couple of years? Yeah, um, Serena Sundell, she's one of my middles. She played for me last year, too, as a freshman, and she she does not play like she's a sophomore. Um, you would think that she's a junior or senior, just the way that she can hit the ball and the way that she plays the whole court, um, as well as Macy Lowe. She's one of my setters. Um, she played as a freshman, too. So her and Serena are kind of a, 
a duo together on the court. They're pretty good together. Um, Morgan Steckline, she's an outside hitter and plays all the way around for me. She has great defense. Um, she's just a really strong player. Um, and then Kelsey Scott, uh, she really stepped up this year, and she's one of my middles as well. Um, like I said, she's really stepped, stepped up for us, a uh, great blocker and a good hitter. Talk about this past week or so of action. You guys went just across state lines, had a, a gritty win against Douglas Valley in five sets, a tough loss to Excelsior Springs the other night. So just what did you see from your team this past week? Yeah, um, the Corning game, it was good to go go back to Iowa. Um, the girls enjoyed playing five games, and I think that was that was good for us to get build some stamina within um, only playing three sets here in Missouri. But um, we played Excelsior Spring last night. Yeah, we were a little off. I don't know. I don't know if it was just the long bus ride that hurt us a little bit. But um, I think just communication within the team has been important the last week. Last night, communication wasn't really working for us. But against the Corning um, team, Southwest Valley, it was really helping us get that win. So, When you look at this team so far, it's still kind of a little bit of a young season. Is there anything that you feel like you guys particularly need to improve on down the stretch? Um, I would definitely say just some of our skills within the game. There's times when um, we don't really cover our hitters and we've got some big blockers on the other side. So just little things that are definitely fixable that um, we need to work on down the road. But other than that, like communication, it'll, it'll come as we gel together more, um, as well as just team chemistry. I mean, it's been good, but it can get better. Talk about the, the Midland Empire of this conference this year. Just kind of what, what do you guys expect in that conference as we get into conference play? Uh, yeah, so our goal this season was um, to win conference, and we beat LeBlanc the other night. That was a good game for us to start with a win. Um, we played Benton already once, but that wasn't our conference game. So we play them again for conference, and they're, they were a tough team. Um, they beat us, but it was two very close games. So I think that it'll come neck and neck to that, but – our goal is definitely to be the first in the conference, so it'll be it'll be tough, but I think we can do it. Uh, aside from the goal of winning the conference, are there any additional goals you guys have maybe when it gets to postseason play? Um, for postseason play, we definitely think that we can um, win districts, and it's just going to take a lot of hard work, a lot of passion, and you can tell within some of the like the two seniors, they definitely have a lot of passion, and they want to go far this year, so that's that's always good. Well, what's it going to take to reach those goals? Um, I think just hard work in the gym. There's days where the girls are tired, and I get it, and we talk about this a lot, but you just got to buckle down and get through those those days when you're tired and um, just play as a team and never forget that, and I think that that will help us a lot. Looking at your schedule this week, uh, a couple of matches coming up. You guys will take on Lafayette tomorrow and then travel down to Kansas City on Tuesday to take on Northland Christian. Uh, just kind of what are you expecting in those matchups, and what do you want to see from the team? Um, Lafayette definitely will be a tough game tomorrow, and um, we've just taken it game by game. So um, we haven't really even thought about next week. We're just getting we're getting ready for um, Lafayette tomorrow, and the girls know they that it'll be tough. Um, everyone's competitive with us this year, which is good. I mean, I want I want games to be competitive, and the girls do too. So um, just going game by game, and then. Um, we're going to work on some stuff today at practice to get us ready for Lafayette tomorrow, and then, yep, Kansas City next week. So, taking it game by game. Talking to Maryville head volleyball coach Marissa Stoltz. Coach, thank you for your time, and best of luck this next week and the rest of the season. We'll talk to you down the road. Thank you.
right, that is Marissa Felt, head volleyball coach at Maryville High School. We're going to take a real quick break. You're listening to This Week in High School Sports on X106. Welcome back to This Week in High School Sports on X106. Trevor Mater, Kramer Sansone here with you, recapping everything going on in the sports world in Northwest Missouri. Take a quick look at some of the football action from this past weekend. We'll start with the 275 conference. East Atchison was victorious over South Holt and Ottawa Holt 62-28. A big day from Jake McEnany. He threw for 317 yards and five touchdowns. Bryson Bywater, he also went beast mode as well with 291 total yards and six touchdowns. Rockport defeated Stewartsville 54-32. Mountain City is 3-0 on the year after a 58-6 win over Albany. The Platte Valley Longhorns picked up their first win of the year with a 40-30 victory over the Northwest Nottoway Muskets. And Southwest Livingston edged DeKalb 48-40. Quick look at your standings in the 275 conference. Right now, Rockport, they are 3-0 overall, 3-0 in conference play, as is Southwest Livingston. They're 3-0 in both of those. Mountain City, 3-0 overall, 2-0 in conference plays. They did not play a conference game this week. That Albany game was a non-conference game. East Atchison, they dropped their opener to Southwest Livingston, but since then they rallied for two straight wins. They're 2-1 in the season and 2-1 in 275 play. Stewartsville, 1-2 on the season and 1-2 in conference play, as is Platte Valley. DeKalb, they're 1-2 on the season, 0-2 in conference play. South Holt, Nottoway Holt, 0-3 on the season and 0-2 in conference play. And Northwest Nottoway, 0-3 overall and 0-3 in conference play. Uh, Kramer, when you look at the 275 scores from this past weekend, uh, just kind of anything that sticks out to you or any thoughts you have going through your head after, after looking at those or seeing those? It seemed like every team uh, were scoring points, and that's always good. You never want to, have to be that team that's like, oh, we made it out be there at, right at, at that time but it's nice to see the offense come alive for almost all these teams um i was the, the pleasure to go to the rockport and stewartsville game uh just that that past friday and uh yeah that was a one heck of a game it was back and forth until the fourth quarter with two minutes left and it was intense yeah quite the game there rockport they've they've let some teams hang around with them early early in the year you know you think they played decab earlier this year um and they let them hang around for a little while but They've been able to get it done towards the ends of the games, and that's kind of been what's mattered, and that, that's why they're 3-0 on this season right now and perfect in conference play. The one thing that sticks out to me is another really good week by Bryson Bywater. Yeah, um, uh, Bryson Bywater, 291 total yards, six touchdowns. Wow, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. And, and, East, and the way East Anderson was able to sling the ball, too, with Jake McEnany. That's true. I it's, mean there, – There's uh, East Atchison. I know the first week they had, they got upset at – you know, getting their first loss in the season then, but after that, they've turned it around. And and they're kind of, I think, right now, they're focusing on the end of September here. They, uh, they've they got a matchup in a couple weeks with Rockport in the Atchison County Super Bowl. That game will be played in Tarkio and then also Mountain City. The consensus coming into this year in the 275 was that it was, it was Mountain City, Rockport, and East Atchison. But you throw Southwest Livingston into the mix now, right now too. They find themselves three and zero with a big matchup against Mountain City this week, and uh, I think we kind of know what the top four is going to look like in the two seventy five. But there's still maybe some mixing and matching as far as who's going to go where. Now, like honestly, this uh, this honestly, it's a top up, to- toss up. I can't really speak today. I feel like the toss up with uh, these four teams, and honestly, you can even look at DeCab coming around because I mean they put up forty points against Southwest Livingston. I mean. 
who knows what they can do for the rest of the, the season as well because, I mean, they're turning it around. Yeah, and they were able to hang with Rockport. You were at that game. Yes. and they, I mean, it seemed like turnovers were what took them out of that game. They had a lot of turnovers, um, but they've been able to, to hang with some teams and, and stay in it. It's also worth noting right now that Bryson Bywater leads all of Missouri eight-man with 10 rushing touchdowns. Gavin Abbott of Rockport also has 10 touchdowns. He is tied with that. Um, so they've had kind of a, a good start to their season in Tarkio and as have uh, the Blue Jays as well in Rockport, and that's going to be an exciting one here in and a couple what, weeks. And what I've noticed with Gavin Abbott, uh, he gets first-half touchdowns. And after that, it goes Joey Hearn to come in and get most of the, the carrying after that. But it's, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a good one-two punch yeah, exactly. for them as well. Um, so there's a, a quick look at your 275. We'll preview what's coming up here in a little bit. But as I mentioned earlier on the show, we were fortunate enough to talk with a, another head football coach from the 275 Conference. And uh, this coach's team has a really big game coming up this week as Mound City will make the hour-plus trek to Ludlow, Missouri. This Friday night, they will take on the Southwest Livingston Wildcats in a battle of undefeateds in the 275 Conference. So why don't we talk to the head football coach of the Mound City Panthers, Taylor Standiford, on This Week in High School Sports. You're listening to This Week in High School Sports on X106. It's time now for another Coach's Corner. This one, we're going to talk to football in the 275 Conference and go to the head coach of the Mound City Panthers, Coach Taylor Standiford. Coach, how are you doing today? Good, how are you doing? I am doing great. Just kind of talking about, you know, this is your first year at the helm of Mountain City. Do you feel like you kind of got the hang of it now and acclimated well to the situation? Uh, yeah, this, I have previously been here at Mountain City for two years as an assistant coach. Um, as you said, this is my first year as a head coach. And so far, the boys have done great. It's been a great transition into this. And the boys have really bought into what we're doing here. Yeah, kind of. Can I just talk about that 3-0 and in the season coming off a pretty impressive win against Albany? Uh, what did you see from your team that you liked last Friday night? Uh, yeah, our boys just, they came out, they played hard, and they've all season bought into what I started talking about last spring with them, and that was the defense, defensive side of the ball. We have to start stopping teams defensively in order for us to win games down the road, and that's that's what it's come down to these first three games is, you know, we've given up six points, and that was on – we gave up that touchdown on Friday night to Albany. Yeah, just kind of talk about that defense a little bit. Like you said, six points so far this season. I believe by doing some math earlier, you've allowed just 86 rushing yards defensively. Uh, is there anything you attribute that to? Uh, that's just our boys going hard and buying into that system that it's – Hey, we want to hold those guys to very few rushing yards and zero points. Who have been some of those guys that have been stepping up for you on both sides of the ball? Uh, TJ Hopkins has been a huge benefit for us uh, on defense, this, especially this last week. He really stepped up against Albany with their pulling guards, following their guards and making tackles behind the line. Uh, the linebackers, we've had Dylan Mars and Landon Papa that have been flying around the field and making tackles. We've also had Dylan George and Matthew Papa out there on defense that have been, I mean, just sprinting everywhere. So if one guy does miss a tackle, there's three more guys there to tackle him up. Talk about offensively. Who have been some of the guys that have been able to put points on the board for you? Um, so offensively, 
our three backs, our quarterback, Dylan Mars, has done an outstanding job for us. He started last year, did a great job then, and has continued that into this year. Uh, TJ Hopkins is running back. I mean, he's our power back. He's the one that if we need a yard, we can give it to him, and he's going to go forward. Uh, Matthew Papa, he's more the edge runner, and he's done a great job for us also. And then our line up front has really come along these first three weeks and started blocking well. You mentioned Mars and Hopkins and Papa. Those are all names that people familiar with eight-man football in Missouri, I'm sure, know really well. As a first-year head coach, I'm sure maybe it makes your job a little bit easier that you have the, the veteran leadership to rely on that you have there. Oh, yes, it makes my job a ton easier. Um, Bill Mars, oh, all three of those guys are returning all-state guys, and so it just makes it easier for me to, you know, get the game plan ready to how we're going to operate each week. Looking at this conference, I know I, I talked to Rockport head coach Ross Pastor a couple weeks ago, and he said he thought maybe the 275 was the toughest that it's been in years past. Of this conference, it just looks like it's pretty tough this year. Uh, yes, it does. I mean, across the board, it's it's way better than it was last year. Uh, you got Southwest, Livingston, you got Rockport, East Ashton that have all started out the season great. Uh, and then even, you know, some of those teams that finished towards the bottom last year, they're much improved teams from what they were a year ago. Just kind of talking around the 275, the consensus has kind of been with what you guys have returned that maybe you guys are the, the team to beat. And, uh, just kind of what's the mindset? Have you guys talked about that at all, or how do you keep your team grounded and go week by week? Uh, yeah, that's one thing I, I talk with the boys every week as – we're going week by week. We don't care about anything down the road. You know, we win this week. If we win this week, then when it turns to Saturday morning, we'll worry about the next week. And so we don't look, you know, on past this game. It's this week's game, and then Saturday morning, we'll start worrying about the next week's game. You mentioned this week's game, and you got a tough one against the very good Southwest Livingston team making the, the trek down to Ludlow this weekend. Uh, what do you see from them? If you've seen any film, or what do you expect, and what do you think it's going to take to, to get the win on Friday night? Uh, yeah, uh, their offense has been doing a great job. They've scored a bunch of points this year. Uh, their quarterbacks, they want to snap the ball to him and let him do either do it with his arm or do it with his legs. Uh, they've been Averaging about 200 rushing yards a game. So, you know, as you mentioned earlier, our 80 yards a game that we've been giving up, that's more where we want to hold them to. And that's going to be the key to us winning. That'll be an exciting one on Friday night. Mountain City at Southwest Livingston. Talking to Mountain City head football coach Taylor Standerford. As they are 3-0 the season, has looked impressive. Coach, thank you for your time today. And best of luck Friday and the rest of the season. We'll talk to you down the road. All right, thank you. All right, that is Mountain City Head Coach Taylor Standiford. We're going to take a real quick break. You're listening to This Week in High School Sports on X106. Welcome back to This Week in High School Sports on X106. Trevor Mater Kramer Sansone here with you. We've already talked some Maryville volleyball, previewed or recapped, I guess I should say, the 275 football scores from this past week. 
So why don't we go ahead and jump into the Grand River Conference. Kind of an interesting week in that conference. Uh, Albany played a a non-conference game against Mound City. Also, St. Joe Christian, they had a bye week this past week. So only three conference games, and two of them went in a doubleheader in Cameron on Saturday. Inclement weather and unsafe playing field conditions on Friday prompted Stanbury King City as well as Pattonsburg North Andrew to be moved from Friday night to Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening. Those both those games were played at Cameron, a, a pair a pair of really good games and a couple perennial powers and, and some teams on the rise. And uh, they put on an entertaining show on Saturday in Cameron. And Kramer, why don't we go ahead and look at those scores from this past week? So uh, Pattonsburg defeated North Andrew seventy six to fifty two. Stanbury defeated King City 46-28, and Worth County defeated Bramer 72-6. Yeah, so like I said, the Pattonsburg-North-Andrew-Stanbury-King City games, those took place on Saturday in Cameron. Worth County defeated Bramer on Friday night. Worth County right now, they just kind of look like they're they're playing kind of like that team last year that, that was able to cruise to a state title. They still got some tough tests ahead of them with Pattonsburg and Stanbury and North Andrews always no small task, nor is King City. So they've got a, a juggernaut of games coming up for the Tigers, as do a lot of these teams in the GRC. Yeah, they just can't uh, keep. They just got to keep their foot on the gas pedal right now. Uh, they just can't stop uh, improving and uh, pretty much scoring. Uh, and honestly, Worth County is looking really good right now. I know they've had. Uh, what, only one they've, conference game so well, far. Well, and they've scored at least 70 points every game. Exactly. So they they, have the, they do have the foot on the gas pedal. So it's just off to the races for them. And Stanbury and King City, they both came in two Saturday undefeated. Uh, Stanbury was able to get the best of King City, 46-28. to 28. They got up pretty big in that game. King City was able to make that game a lot closer towards the end. And then the one that really sticks out to me, Pattonsburg-North Andrew. For one, that's a lot of points, 128 combined points. As Pattonsburg, the Panthers pick up the 76-52 win. We talked to their head coach, Chase Roberts, this week. And like he said, they got up. Uh, they, it was a close game at halftime. And they were able to, I think he said it was an eight-point game. They were able to kind of get the momentum rolling in that second half. And they really opened it up and was able to hold on to that 76-52 to win. So Pattonsburg, they're 3-0 on the season. And North Andrew, 1-2 and on the season. Not something we're not accustomed to saying a lot um, I know you've grown up around this area in, in North Andrew, not for about halfway between Maryville and St. Joe. They've always been a perennial eight-man power, and they're still a team to to be reckoned with. But it is a little surprising to see them at one and two, is it not? No, it, it's very surprising. I've had friends that have played on North Andrew's football team, and they took into the, the the title game, and it's just it's it's a little shocked right now. But I think this is a team that it's a it's a little bit younger team than we're yeah. used to seeing with North Andrew. I think this is a team, maybe week seven or week eight, I, I might not want to play. And that they also put up 56 points. Just just, just yeah. know that. That, that would have defeated, uh, if you were looking at it on there, that would have defeated. That would have won just about any other game. Exactly. They would have. Uh, not worth counting. Sorry, 52 points. They, they would have beat Stanbury. Yeah, so it's um it'll be interesting to see. Those two will match up here in, in the upcoming weeks, but uh, it'll be really interesting to see that one um, as the GRC right now is just kind of shaping up. Worth County seems to be the favorites right now. They're 3-0, 1-0 in conference play. Stanbury, they're also 3-0, 3-0 in conference play. Pattonsburg, they are 3-0 and 2-0 in conference play. And uh, What's the 4-8 through eight looking like in that conference? 4-8 through eight right now. Uh, King City's 2-1 and one as they have 1-1 one one in conference play. North Andrew, 1-2, and, and they're also 1-2 and two in conference play. Albany is one and two, and they're zero and one in conference. 
St. Joe Christian is 0-2, and as they also had the bye week this past week, and they're 0-2 in conference. And Bramer's 0-3 along with their 0-3 conference record. Big matchup coming up in the Grand River Conference this week. We'll talk a little bit more about it later, but uh, King City taking on Pattonsburg this week. That is going to be an exciting one as that could have a lot of late-season implications on the line. And when, when we get to the postseason, that game will be played in King City on Friday night. But we were fortunate enough to catch up with the head coach of the Pattonsburg Panthers this week as a uh, the Panthers off to a really impressive 3-0 start. They've been able to, to get it done, uh, an impressive win over North Andrew, and they have their sights set on a very good King City team and a little bit bigger prize down the stretch. So why don't we talk to the head football coach of the Pattonsburg Panthers, Chase Roberts, on This Week in High School Sports. You're listening to This Week in High School Sports on X106. It's now time for another coach's corner, and for this one, we're going to take the trek to Pattonsburg in the Grand River Conference and talk to our football coach of the Pattonsburg Panthers, head coach Chase Roberts. Coach, how's it going today? Yeah, we're fired up. Big win last week, and looking forward to playing King City for another big Grand River Conference matchup this Friday night at 7 o'clock. Talk about the last week. You guys are now 3-0 in the season. You picked up a big win over North Andrew. Um, what did you see from your team that you liked last Friday? Yeah, you know, obviously a huge win for us. And anytime you can stay undefeated, uh, every game just gets bigger and bigger. And so we played our, probably our toughest opponent of the year in North Andrew. And, and I think the biggest thing for us was just playing through, uh, some self-inflicted tough times, you know, come out and, uh, throw a pick six early in the game. And, and then the next, very next play of offense, throw another pick that they run back to the two yard line. Um, and then we dropped, a, dropped an interception and then had uh, four, three or four fumbles that we never even never recovered one of them. And so you, you have all those tough things that happen. And you have a, one of our starters go down with a knee injury, and he's probably done for the year. Uh, starting nose guard and a guard, and that happened in the first quarter. And so just about everything you thought bad could happen happened, and then you get them on fourth and four, and they go to throw the ball, which we think we're, we like where we're at in pass coverage, uh, and we back the ball up. And then they catch it with a guy coming across the field that they didn't throw it to and, and you run down into the red zone. So, you know, just everything, everything uh, didn't go away first half. And then the guys would still be up 30, 30 at halftime and get them calm down and get in the locker room and come back out and explode in the third quarter. Um, it's just huge for our guys to, to come out and uh, again, just keep, keep the pedal down and keep fighting and keep working even though things weren't going our way. Um, I think it just speaks volumes to where we're at as a team and where our guys are at. Or, Years past, that, that probably would have been a time where you could just kind of pack up camp and lay down. Uh, and they didn't do that. And again, came back out with a vengeance in the second half and to put up, you know, whatever it was, uh, 30, 32 points in the, in the, in the third quarter and hold them to, to eight. Um, you know, obviously is where you wanted to be coming out of the half and, and go up 68 to 38. And then, uh, I guess 76 to 38, um, there early in the fourth quarter. So just a huge second half. And again, just the persistence and the, to fight and drive to keep it going and, and to not let the bad things keep us down. We just keep doing our thing. And I think that just be smart to where our kids are at, where they've worked to get mentally, um, just to trust themselves and keep doing the right things and finally get some good things happen for us. It's got a big win. Is there anything in particular that you've seen from your team that has maybe exceeded your expectations or that you really like? Yeah, I think it's that, just the mentality. You know, we've had some really good players. Uh, I've been this my second year here, but was was here in a more limited role three years ago, but um, you know we've always had really good athletes. But I think that what what's the most impressive thing is just uh, the mentality and the uh, the drive to win and to compete that we haven't always had. And that kind of you know when you play one football and 
you get to be a better football player, you have a, a more confidence. And I think that's where we're seeing the most growth in our kids is when, when the dog fight happens, we want to be in the middle of the trap. Uh, and you got to keep working on that, obviously, because, you know, we're getting into the, really the teeth of the GRC season and our, our schedule. And, and so I think that's where it's most exciting to see the kids that want to compete, want to play big time football games and, and win those big games and win the jump balls. And, um, you know, also would like to get more loose balls on the ground with the fumbles. But, but just that desire to, to be in the middle of the trap is where we've grown the most. While we, while we got a big win last by tonight. You mentioned that you guys have been blessed with some really gifted athletes in years past. Uh, just kind of talk about some of the guys this year that have been carrying the workload for you. And is there anyone that's really kind of stuck out to you and exceeded your expectations this year? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it always starts up front, you know, and, and we're a little banged up now. But, but, you know, I don't know that we've – I guess last week was the first time we ever actually got really hit at quarterback going through the ball and it could have been if he passed or maybe a sack, I don't know, but they kind of knocked it off because of our quarterback season when I was trying to throw. Um, but, I, but I would definitely just say, you know, we all start to front with our O-line, so Carl Island, a senior center, um, you know, and then, and then Lane Hewitt working at guard and Blake Hewitt working at guard. Most of you guys have really carried the load. And then Casey Mathis went down last week with a knee injury, and, and we'll see on the MRI what's been happening with him. But uh, those four guys have really done a great job protecting our quarterback. Uh, and again, in three games, again, I don't know what you would actually count that as. I, I don't really worry about the stats too much, if that was a sack or not. But if that was a sack, they'd be the only sack we get up this year. So that obviously helps with, you know, the numbers on the passing game. Um, and then our quarterback, Stephen Wilhite, has had a heck of a season. Uh, he threw for nine touchdown passes a night. And, uh, you know, he built a couple picks the first two of the year and, and then five touchdowns the first two games of the year. So, you know, I don't want that is. That's a lot of touchdowns. And, and he's got a lot of guys to throw it. You know, we have six guys that really confident in, starting with Trevor Ireland at receiver. Um, you know, leading the way, I think, as far as receptions and, and yards and touchdown passes. Uh, he's really done a good job. And, and then, you know, again, we got Cameron Jones, Patrick Cowley, Brad Emig, uh, Carter Crow, and Dakota Eaton. All, all things we've got a really confident in and putting out there. We give people trouble. So, we, you know, when you got six that you can think you're, you can play receiver and you can only get four minutes at a time, uh, you know, it's nice to have one of those guys stand up but it's frustrating too, but you know they want to play it and get to work. That's offensively and then defensively again, just just with the guys up front, and it's a lot of the same guys with, with Nixon and Clark Adler and, and Gavin Garrett, the senior force defensive end, and then Gay Spirit linebacker, and then again it's a lot of the same guys, uh, you know, playing defense too and doing a good job and, and really good up front. That's where we're better than we've ever been, and so it helps our linebackers freed up and um, Colin Briggs mixing in there and Carter current linebacker doing a great job for us, and uh, you know we're, we're getting where we want to be, but again I think it starts up front. Um, you know, having a bunch of guys that want to play and, and having guys on the sideline that could be playing, you know, makes it really nice uh, as you get into the years and injuries and things start to happen and, and you got to have extra guys ready to go. Coach, I don't have to tell you how tough the, the GRC is. You already know that with North County, Stanbury, City this year, North Andrew as well. Um, just kind of what's the goal for this team? I'm guessing the goal is probably to, to be able to, to win the conference championship and as you guys maybe discuss some of those goals this season. Yeah, we you know we don't we don't shy away from that the reality that we're playing for November and, and I think that's every team that's competitive knows that um, you know it's kind of the beauty of Missouri football is that you're you know you, you can go zero and nine and it's still want to state championship uh, and so just having that mindset of you know we're up there to compete every Friday night um, but taking care of ourselves staying healthy uh, you know doing the, doing the right things to to get to where we'll play our best football. Come November, you know, with this playoff start, we want to be probably ready to go and have all our horses ready to go. And so practicing with that mentality and continuing to get better every week, not just to win that football game, but to be the best we can be whenever it starts to count and when you lose, you go home. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, every week it's, it's getting tougher. And, you know, this week in King City, uh, you know, I think without a doubt the best we played this year. 
Um, you know, and, and so, yeah, you're, you're juiced for that game. And then, obviously, we got some really big ones coming down the road after those guys, too. But, um, you know, you, you, have to, you have to have the big picture in mind. Because if, if you've got a kid that, you know, is beat up from a game or has a, you know, we got a kid with a tweaked hamstring, it'd be easy just to say, well, you can play. Um, but, you know, what are we doing tearing a hamstring over a week four game when we know we got bigger things and bigger goals in mind? Come week twelve, week thirteen, Lord willing, we can you know we can be playing at those times, week eleven, and, and uh, you know so I think that's where you have to help the kids to be mature and, and have a, a, a big you know it's a long road to, it's a long road to hoe, uh, but you know we got to get this week out this week too, and so you know holding both those in balance, um, I think is is, is obviously hard for for young guys and, and it's hard for me as a young coach too, but then you always step back and look at the bigger picture and what's better, you know for, for again for a chance to compete in November. And for the best thing for our kids, we're ready to do that as well. Um, with our health intact and, and our numbers up, and kids are still hungry for football, you know, come November and not sick of it, ready to move on to basketball. Big matchup this week with King City, another very good team in the GRC this year. Uh, what have you seen from them, and what do you think it's going to take to, to get the best of them on Friday night? Oh, they're, they're a really good football team. I have a lot of respect for, for Coach Breckenridge and what they do at, at King City, and their kids play hard. You know, I think it's a really interesting matchup. I think we're both very similar and we're not, uh, really big. We don't have a lot of big guys. We've got some really skilled, fast guys. And even up front, you know, our, our linemen both are, you know, more of a, uh, just the smaller athletic type kids that can move and run. So I think it's going to be exciting to see, um, you know, what they try to come out and do against us. Um, but I think, I think, yeah, I think we both are very good at the quarterback position. They got, they got a really good quarterback that can throw it in and run it. A good running back and a, a couple really good receivers, and so just matching up skill on skill, and I, I think it'll be a track meet. You know, I think that both of us are going to try to throw the ball around a little bit. It should be a, a good night for throwing the ball, warm and dry. Um, they got a really nice facility over there. Um, you know, they, they probably run the ball, want to run the ball a little more than we do. They got a really good running back at number seven. Um, you know, so they've got some, they've got some some talent, and they they they're not scared of hitting you on defense. They mix up their coverages, do different things to, that you know they're going to try to give us some trouble, and so we got to be mature and. Uh, you know, Coach Cavan, our receivers, I think, has, has done a really good job of teaching our receivers how to react to defenses and, and those types of things. And so, um, you know, again, it's a, a great football game. I think the toughest game of the year for, for us, for sure, um, you know, as far as just schematically and, and having to match up to do a lot of different stuff. And so on offense, I mean, they got a lot of formations and run a lot of different plays and get their guys in the spots they want to get them to get a good matchup. And so just having to get lined up and ready to go and know where we're supposed to be and when we're supposed to be there and fly out of football. Um, because if you if you don't if you don't have multiple guys on the ball that make you take because they got guys that make you miss and just kind of all get eight hats there and, and when the ball's in the air or the ball's on the ground go put it foot in the ground and, and get that way and hopefully we can create turnovers I think that's what it's going to come down to is you know which quarterback uh, is smarter with the ball who throws the least amount of picks so I think both teams have defensive backs that can go and get it but who can throw the least amount of picks and, and then you know who, which guys can hang on football and if the defense creates turnovers I think it's going to be hard for those teams to, to overcome that. Um, on a Friday night when you got two pretty good teams going at it that can both score at will. Talking to you, Pattonsburg head football coach Chase Roberts. The Panthers off to an impressive 3 0 start. They have a big matchup with King City this weekend. Coach, thank you for your time and best of luck Friday and the rest of the season. We'll talk to you down the road. Hey, man, everybody come out. Big time football game, King City, 7 o'clock Friday night. Go Panthers. All right, that is Chase Roberts, head football coach at Pattonsburg. We're going to take a real quick break. You're listening to This Week in High School Sports on X106.
Welcome back to This Week in High School Sports. Once again, I'm Kramer Sansone along with Trevor Mater. So let's uh, switch some things over to the Midland Empire Conference as we already went through the GRC and the 275 Conference and the 8-man side, now the 11-man side. Starting off, uh, this game was actually played on Saturday. It was uh, Lafayette defeated Benton 46-15. to St. Pius X, as this is also the games on Friday, St. Pius X uh, won 128. Cameron lost 14. Savannah defeated Bishop LeBlond with a score of 83-14. And Maryville defeated Chillicothe 47-0, and that was played at Bearcat Stadium under the lights. A little bit about the Maryville game. Ben Walker threw 172 yards and three touchdowns. Eli, Eli Dallas uh, had 91 yards and uh, three touchdowns on the ground. X106, Wyatt Bell and Colton Impsweiler were on the call for Bearcat Stadium. So let's hear what the, the highlights from Maryville's dominant win. Welcome to Northwest Missouri State University as the Maryville Spoofhounds are set to take on the Chillicothe Hornets. Uh, this game is being played at Northwest uh, due to bad field conditions at Maryville High School. So this is a neutral home game for the Spoofhounds tonight. And we got Dallas in motion. Walker will roll out to pass. He'll throw over to the left side to Houchin, and he's going to get in there for a touchdown. That's a touchdown early for the Spoofhounds. Tyler Houchin. Dallas has a huge hole to the left side, and he gets to the corner, and he'll score a touchdown again. And that'll put a quick 12-0 lead on the board for the Spoofhounds. And we'll be in the pistol formation for Maryville here. Dallas in motion. They hand it off to Houchin up the middle. He spins, and he gets in for another Maryville touchdown. And another handoff to the same man, and he almost fumbled the football. He may have fumbled the football. And the ball is on the ground, and the official is pointing toward Maryville, so the Spoofhounds will take over again. And Dallas is in motion. There's the first pass of the game, and it's a, a bullet strike pass to the left side. That's number three, Tra Tate Oglesby, and he'll walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Maryville. And uh, Walker will show off his arm, and he throws it in. It's oh, caught. What a play. And that's number 15. That would be Dion Metazire. And that'll be Dallas to the right side. He'll get the edge, and he'll get the touchdown, Maryville into the end zone once again with 8.38 to go in the second quarter and that'll push the score to 32 nothing in favor of the Spoofhounds. That will do it. Four, three, two, and one. And that is your game, folks. The Maryville Spoofhounds now two and one on the season. Back-to-back -back shutouts. A 47 nothing win over the Chillicothe Hornets. That was X106's Wyatt Bell and Colton M. Swiler on the call. From Bearcat Stadium is the Spoofhounds a dominant 47 to nothing victory over the Chillicothe Hornets this past Friday night. And Kramer, we kind of talked about an interesting dynamic for that game last week. Uh, you know, Maryville getting to play at Bearcat Stadium, not something you see a lot. And uh, something you do see a lot, though, is Maryville winning and they uh they looked pretty darn good on Friday night. Yeah, no, putting up 47 points. That's uh I mean that is a lot in the in the middle of the Empire Conference. Uh, to be honest, for those players out there, they had the time of their lives being able to go under the lights. I'm sure they had to. Stadium, they and like Eli um at Dallas, 91 yards and three touchdowns. I bet he's like I could possibly keep doing this uh, outside of uh, yeah. high school, but I mean I know what his sport is basketball, so. It's still good to see the the players perform and uh, people step up too. Yeah, good game from Ben Walker as well. Uh, a really good game. He's certainly coming too in that quarterback position. I think we'll see him get even better yes. as the season progresses. And the one thing that Coach Webb kind of talked about last week after the win over Harrisonville, he was really proud of how their defense 
had played in a shutout. They pitch another shutout. So they did give up 30, 38 points in that opener to Blair Oaks, but since then they have outscored opponents 83 to nothing, and it is hard to win games when you can't score points. So the Spoofhounds are doing a good job of making sure their opponents can't score points, and normally that means you're going to win games. This defense looks unstoppable since At week the moment, one. yeah, it's been... See, um, it was like, what, the second, qu- no, third quarter in week one? Um, I know the, they lost that week, but that was like pretty much the start of yeah, something Yeah, well, they had, a, they had a fumble, and they were able to score it. This, uh, this defense has been playing really, really well, and I'm sure Coach Webb would really like to see them continue that as we go on to the season they got a match up with St. Pius the 10th as uh, that was the beginning of Midland Empire conference play so all the teams that won are now 1 and 0 in conference play so Lafayette as well as St. Pius the 10th Savannah and Maryville are all 0 and or all 1 and 0 excuse me Benton Cameron LeBlond and Chillicothe drop to 0 and 1 we're going to preview the uh, what's coming up this week in the Midland Empire Conference here in just a little bit, but it's time that we take a break. When we get back, we're going to look at what's going on in the high school football realm this week with the 275 Grand River and Midland Empire Conferences. You're listening to This Week in High School Sports on X106. Welcome back to This Week in High School Sports on X106. Trevor Mater, Kramer Sansone here with you. Wrapping things up, we, we've talked to a trio of coaches from a, a couple different sports We've recapped everything that's gone on in the last week. So why don't we go ahead and look at what's going on this Friday night. Uh, Friday night lights all across northwest Missouri. In the 275 Conference, South Holt, Nottaway Holt, the Spartans looking for their first win of the season. They will travel down to Barnard and take on the Platte Valley Longhorns. Mountain City, Southwest Livingston, that'll be in Lunlow tonight. We heard from Mountain City head coach Taylor Skanderford. Earlier on, that is a big matchup and a pair of unbeatens in the 275 Conference. It's homecoming in Rockport as Northwest Nottoway is in town to take on the undefeated Rockport Blue Jays. DeKalb will travel to East Atchison, and Warwick will take on Stewartsville. Kramer, what's going on in the Grand River Conference tonight? So in the Grand River Conference, they got North Andrew is at Osceola in Iowa. Um, uh, Worth County is at Albany. Stanbury is taking on St. Joe Christian. Pattonsburg is at King City. And North Shelby is taking on Bramer at Bramer at home. And moving over to the Midland Empire Conference, uh, Maryville is at St. Pius X. Lafayette is on the road against Savannah. Cameron is also on the road against Chillicothe. And Bishop LeBlond is taking on Benton. Quick look at the uh, eight-man power rankings from Straight Up Sports. They release a power ranking every single week of the eight-man school. Stanbury right now, they are, they're still number one. They've been number one. They stay there with, with their impressive run so far. Worth County, they are number two. Mountain City, they moved from fourth to third this past week. King City, they dropped from third to fourth with the loss of Stansbury. Pattonsburg, they're 3-0 in the season. We heard from their coach, Chase Roberts, earlier on in the show. They are ranked fifth according to those rankings. Southwest Livingston, they are sixth. They will take on number three Mound City this week. Rockport, they're the they're three and zero as well. They're ranked seventh. East Atchison is eighth at two and one. North Andrews still finds himself in the top ten despite the one and two record. The Cardinals are ninth, and the Orc Bearcats find themselves cracking the top ten. And uh, that's a quick look at your eight man power rankings, real quick. Do you know who the Orc Bearcats can lay claim to? Um, I do I do not. One Jason Offit. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah, Jason yeah, that Offit, is true. A graduate of 
Warwick High School. I don't even want to guess what year. But anyways, we digress <laughs> just a, a little bit. Let's take a look. When you look at the schedule, Kramer, across the 275, the GRC, and the MEC, is there any one particular game that really sticks out to you? Well, honestly, the 275 with Ork um, at Stewartsville. Let's see if Ork can still uh, keep it going and uh, see if they go 4 0. Yeah, I got two games I'm really, really looking at. Uh, and they're both right now between Powers and those conferences. The, uh, the 275 with Mound City at Southwest Livingston. Southwest Livingston is a team I kind of thought would probably finish fourth or fifth in this conference just I didn't know enough about them. Um, I figured it would be probably Mound City, East Atchison, Rockport, somewhere up there battling for, for the win in the conference title race. And then I thought Southwest Livingston and South Holt and Ottaway Holt would be right there. The schedule for South Holt and Ottaway Holt has been brutal so far with with tough matchups against Worth County and East Atchison. And uh, they've just they've had a really tough schedule, but I think it'll help them in, in the long run. But the Southwest Livingston team is, is playing really well. They're undefeated. They get a host to Mound City. It's a long road trip for Mound City, and that'll be an exciting one. Uh, I know Coach Sanderfield expects them to sling the ball a lot, and it could be a very high-scoring game, as are most eight-man games. Then the Grand River Conference, I'm looking for Pattonsburg at King City. We also heard from Pattonsburg coach Chase Roberts earlier on. Um, these are two programs that have kind of been, you could see the progression in years past. It's The last couple of years, it's been North Andrew, it's been Stanbury, it's been Worth County, but Pattonsburg and King City have just been getting better, and they've been rebuilding, and they've been rebuilding, and now they're right there on the outside looking in with the chance to be in, and uh, that is going to be a fun one on Friday night. Also, I, Cameron at Chillicothe. Uh, Chillicothe just lost last week to Maryville, and Cameron got their first loss on the season. Let's see who rebounds quicker off their losses. Now we're in a conference play, too, so everything, a little bit of extra incentive as you want to, to make that conference record as cushy as you possibly can. That'll do it for this week's episode of This Week in High School Sports. Huge thank you to our guest today, Maryville volleyball coach Marissa Felt, as well as Mountain City football coach Taylor Standiford and Pattonsburg football coach Chase Roberts. We'll be right back with you next week. We'll have more coaches lined up for you. And as always, we will recap everything that's going on in the world of high school sports across northwest Missouri. Until then, for Trevor Ma- for Kramer Sansone, I am Trevor Mander, and you are listening to X106.